So you thought you were frail on in all seriousness. I swear to God. But you're like a fighter. You're like you're just, I'm a bitch. I wasn't going to say it. <laughs> oh my God, you agree? Well, holy shit, dude! You lead me into some elaborate traps. That's where. That's how I party, biatch. <laughs> you just called me a bitch again. No, I think I said biatch. Yeah, but you know what that means. That means like bitch yeah. pie. That's right. You're riding down the Harland Highway. All right, hold tight on the Harland Highway show. Harland Williams. It's, it's not fancy. It's like he says hypnotist, but he'll just have you close your eyes on my podcast. He goes, so what is the overriding, like, what is your overriding emotion? Like, is it guilt? Is it As anger, a hypnotist, fear? he has to say that. Is it shame? Yeah. Like he said, I go, I think it's shame. I was always ashamed of my frailty because my dad was really big. How big was he? Like big, fat? No, no, he was uh, Samoan big, just big. He's so huge, fat, giant blubbery, head. or no, no, just big, like a horse, Sounds like a walrus, maybe. No, so. man, like a horse. I well, said horse. Well, you said okay? big, and I said I, like a horse with human feet. Well, my concept of big is flubber, and yours might be, yeah, you know, well, Clydesdale. But I'm picturing your dad charging through kelp with his buck teeth out, no, trying to eat scallops. I don't understand why you would ever make that connection. My father is not. A walrus. Well, he's, you said he's big, guy. I did say When he's do big, I get to formulate my own thoughts? Well, you can't think of him as charging through kelp. I'm sure he probably did when he was a Marine in the Marine Division. Oh, he was a Marine? And yes. And he was in the CIA, apparently. Who knows where Who knows? What he did? Either Wait. way, you're from Canada, so you don't even have an army. Oh, shit. That's why he's so nice. That makes sense now. We have canoes. You do have canoes. <laughs> then they got rangers, too, right? Rangers. And rangers, rangers, and you have mounties. Picture like a terrorist attack, like 30, like six. Yeah. Like guys in canoes coming around the bend. <laughs> ISIS. Bows and arrows. A la, a la, you know, whatever they are. Yeah, that's, uh, well, they don't do that. But yeah, I know uh, what, I mean. what is it? The, the Al-Qaeda's? No, it's the Al-Qaeda. Well, in Canada, the there's a French inflection. Al-Qaeda's. Al-Qaeda's. Yeah. Anyway. So, so your dad was a, so you were an army brat. I was. God. So the last three times I talked to him, he kept, he brought up this thing over and over and over. And then we went into it. And it was a fascinating thing that you don't, you've well, he goes, like this. he goes, he goes, um, he goes, so what kind of trauma? I go, I didn't have trauma. I had a good family and I'd moved around a lot. Yeah. And then we're doing this thing. And I go, well, you know, I remember, um, when I was in the war, um, and uh, we were stuck in the war in Lebanon for six months, and I used to right. always hide when we'd go by the jeep with the anti-aircraft guns because I thought they were going to arrest me. And he goes, right. hey, dude, you were in a war. Okay, listen, when I'm opening up, you can't open up like that. <laughs> you understand? What do you mean? I'm well, listening I'm, to your story. I was, opening, I was opening my heart metaphorically, and then you open your, your shirt literally. Well, it's hot in here, but, guy. But, see, it's a professional called, studio. No. It's called upstaging my story, which well, is super rude on your own podcast. Sounds yeah. like you're trying to control me, like nope. a CIA army brat. <laughs> I'm not. A, that's you cannot put me in a box that way. I will if I if I get invited to your funeral. I'll Have put you had in a experience box. being in boxes and going through torture, or what? What was the training? Oh yeah. Tell us well, about this fake army stuff. A lot, of that, a lot of that stuff is is classified. I'll tell you what, though. I'll, you guys can do me a favor. You can keep waking up free every morning, and I'll I'll keep doing what I do. How's that sound? How's I like the sound? sound of you, free. You, wait, do you guys wake up free? Are you free right now? I sure You're am. Welcome. Even freer. You're welcome. You're welcome. Right? 
<laughs> that is truly one of the best bodies I've seen in comedy. And I'm not, I, I, it's unbelievable. I had no idea you had a barrel chest. Just trying to be free, guy. Yeah. You're one of those guys with a resting, with a resting strength. Your dad's a flubber. Well, if you ever fight a smaller man, you should grab him by the shirt and pull him against your chest over and over again until he passes out. Why would I do that? Like power slam him? Like wham, wham, wham. Power slam him against your chest. Into my chest. Yeah. No one's going to survive that. You ever see a pug? Yeah. Like if I get your dad or you and I just power slam you into my chest, your eyes are going to go crooked. My dad beat the shit out of you, bro. You're his dad's big. I haven't seen him in person, but my, you can we, we can hollow my like dad's head out and live in it. That's how big. Two his head of my is. fingers are one of his fingers. That's from right. What I've seen. He's a big boy. I'd like to see him get me. I'm standing on the shore. How's the walrus going to get up on the on the land? Hey, man, he's not a walrus. You said he was flubbery. I never said that. You used that word. You said he was a big guy. You see, I see him with giant teeth charging through kelp. Scallops. He eats scallops. <laughs> he does like scallops. I'll admit that. All right. This this podcast never goes anywhere. <laughs> um, guy, I want to talk to you because first of all, Bri, you have what three, four podcasts? How many? Yeah, I got too many. I'm, I'm, I got to narrow them down. But here's the thing, Dom. One of the things I've learned by watching him and others pros in the field, it's all about listening. That's mm-hmm. you know, it's one thing to talk, but listening is what really gets a pod going. And so to test your listening skills, and I wouldn't do this with anyone else. Yeah. Let's do a listening exercise. And he's the only guy that's going to be able to do this. You won't be able to. People listening one. Yeah. You pull up to Wendy's. I'm the drive-thru guy. And watch, Dom. This guy, his power of hearing. Go ahead. So I'm... You're pulling up to Wendy's drive-thru. And you're the drive-thru guy. I'm the drive-thru guy. I'm the drive-thru guy. You're working at Wendy's. Yeah. Okay. Which I would never do in real yeah. life, obviously. Hey, I'd like a double cheeseburger, please. <laughs> I'd like a double cheeseburger. <laughs> Did you get that? <laughs> okay, I gotta shift gears. Curly or regular? <laughs> okay, you want uh, cookies? See, no one else could have picked I up on that. Yeah, yeah. beyond yeah. me. Your powers of hearing. I speak that. I speak the language. So. What? Yeah. Oh no. So I want to get into because you. One of the things I love about him, Dom, is you are one of those guys that seems to have a like a general knowledge about so many things. And I wouldn't dare ask these questions, Dom, to anyone else. Mm-hmm. But let's talk about the moon landing, because I'll tell you, friend. My whole life, I watched the moon landing when I was eight years old on yeah. black and white TV. My whole life, I've never questioned it. And now lately, with all this stuff on, and I'm not a conspiracy guy, but on TikTok and Instagram, for the first time in my life, there's been a little glitch where I went, hmm. And do you remember in that movie, The Truman Show, where he lived in that fake ri- And one day, a light fell out of the sky on his front, on his road, and he went, for the first time in my life, I, I want to believe the moon landing happened, but for the first time in my life, there's a little glitch. And I'm, I thought, you know, a guy like you, you, you think about this stuff. What do you think? Well, you'd have to then say that I guess NASA right. has a division full of scientists that were willing to 
spend all that time and congressional money right. on a fake operation so that we could show the Soviets we were more technologically advanced than we actually were. Right. Okay. So that means that the 1,000 people, yeah. roughly, Probably more that were even. involved in yeah. one way or another in getting that craft onto the moon, yeah. along with the, the astronauts, somehow all of them have been able to keep a secret this whole time. Right. And the ones that weren't willing to, I suppose, the government killed... Mm. Great. But that's where I, I'm the same yeah, I'd way. Like, I'm like, how, how could they all keep love, a secret? Yeah, how do you keep a secret? Because the one thing we know is Washington can't keep any secrets. Yeah. If, if you have any doubts, listen to the Lyndon Johnson tapes where he said, I'm going to put a one-eyed farmer in charge of my military. I'm telling you right now, I'm going to fire my Secretary of Defense and I will replace him with a one-eyed farmer because I can't keep a goddamn secret Nobody can keep a secret in my administration. Right. And you hear him on the phone with the editor-in-chief of the Chicago Sun, etc., begging them not to run a story until the operation is completed because it'll blow the whole thing. Wait, the lunar landing? Is that I'm talking about any administration oh, okay. trying to keep a secret in Hollywood, in Washington. Yeah. People don't like... Yes, yes. Yeah, please. So yes. do you think that the... The new hire, the new employees, or the cashiers at McDonald's know what's going on. Terrible at the example, though. Levels. Dumb. No, I mean when they're game planning and they're saying they don't know what's happening. But at but those with something levels, like right? the moon landing, which required, well, let's just go through faking it. Let's yeah, just talk yeah. about faking it. It would require, I mean, a set cameras then you'd have to have all those astro all those scientists in nasa who were tasked with real things you see them clapping you see them in the command center you know yeah. I, I i would then ask then i would ask this so do you know what nasa does do you know one of the the things that we rely on nasa for the national weather service do you know what the national weather service does yeah what they like do the Doppler weather and they incoming. they are they are the ones who give our farmers all that information with their weather balloons for free. So right. farmers have to know how much precipitation is in the soil. They have to know when it's going to rain, when it's going to hail. They rely on all these things. All of that is done by quiet bureaucrats who have who are scientists. With their weather balloons. How in the world do, does our shipping industry, which might be a kind of big, everybody, might be a little big. If you, yeah. if you get anything from China, whatever, wherever it might come from. Yeah. Or, I'm sorry, oil. All the things that are shipped. Yeah. You got to know currents. The Coast Guard. You got to know where these, You got our entire maritime system yeah. relies on the weather balloons, tide balloons, and all those things. So there is an infrastructure that is so vast that all of us depend on, on a minute-by-minute -minute basis for everything that is in my hand right now. I, none of this, all, all shipped here. The cobalt, the magnesium, everything that's, whatever the fuck it is that's in this phone, this, everything, the dye that goes into this, it's all reliant on the grid that seems to operate without a hitch. How does that tie into the, to the moon landing? Right, you're straying a bit, the guys. Scientists, the scientists, same, the same organization that was responsible for putting that thing on the moon and, you know, that came up with things like, I don't know, Velcro, etc., was was the people that 
Velcro. Give us all the other stuff that we, we, Velcro we, 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 we depend on. Velcro came from a guy in Scotland walking his dog. Did you Scotland. Know that? It was look, a Scottish look. guy walking his dog, and, and the dog got burrs, yes. Scottish he, burrs, thistles well, what's burrs? in his fur. Oh, okay, yeah. And he, he put them under a microscope and see that they interlocked like this, and that's oh, where that's Velcro so cool. came from. So really? That's, that's exactly that's right. That's really cool. Yeah. Well, wait, wait. Let me, your, let me give you, let me give you a biggest. Let me give you my biggest thing, guys. Well, I think you let cut your my, friend wait, off. But before no, no, you do it, really, so, really so why is it that everybody who says the moon landing was fake isn't a scientist? Why is it that everybody who says the moon landing is fake isn't someone who's in geophysics at NASA? We have a lot of scientists in universities, in, in government organizations, okay, a lot of scientists that make satellites work so that we can use our phones. Why isn't that any of them have come out? Okay, you're getting in too deep. What I'm expressing to you is I'm with you. Everything yes. you said, I've been part of the program. I've been in lockstep with NASA and everything they yes. told us. But now the internet came along. But now the internet came along. Yeah. And now this thing called TikTok and Instagram came along. Oh, yeah. And I don't subscribe to, to theories like this. But for the first time, if I'm at 100% believing everything happened on the moon, for the first time in my life... There's a little glitch, all a little us, matrix. All of us are that way because and of I things went, like COVID, because how we, we have been lied what to. What was the light falling from the sky, like the Truman Show moment for you? Was there multiple? Was it one? Was it like the Challenger thing? Or no, the it's, it's a collection of things I've been seeing, and I hate to be this guy that absorbs all the TikTok stuff, mm -hmm. but when you see enough of it, when you look at pictures of the ship, and how, how it was sort of, it almost looks like it's put together with yeah, cardboard. Dude. You see the ship taking off from the moon. Well, how who was they, filming who that? Was you, and Stanley these are all, the, all these like he? conspiracy theories. And then, and so uh, for the first time, I kind of went, hmm. And then you see President Nixon talking live to them on the moon. And you're like, how is that? I can't even doing? get service in the hills. What's going yeah. on? So, so for the first time, I've, I've, and I don't want a challenger because that was a very emotional um, beautiful moment for me as a little boy to watch that yeah, moment. I was moment. about seven years old, and we have a cottage up in, in the north of Ontario, and we never had any electronics. We had no TV, no phone, nothing. We would go up there all summer, and it was just us fishing the lake, me and my four sisters. And the only time my dad ever brought a TV up there, he brought a little black and white TV, and we watched them land on the moon. So it was, it's a, I have a very strong attachment to it, but that's what I'm saying. For the first time in my life, I'm like, there's a little like, and I don't, I don't like it, to be honest, because I don't want to be that guy. Yeah. But that's what I thought I'd ask you, because you, you look deep into this kind of stuff. So I, I don't look I, that into, I don't yeah. look that, that deep into conspiracies, but I do yeah. a show where people do. Yeah. And every time I talk to them, though, whenever you ask questions, so whenever you look at things, uh, you'll have them go, I'm just asking questions. If you start, yeah. I, I would say this to you about that. There are scientists in NASA that can tell you, that can answer all those questions. Well, let's take satellites. You brought up satellites, yeah. okay? So when I was a little boy, I, I grew I was in 62. So this was the beginning of the space race. So how many satellites do you think were out orbiting the Earth in 62? I don't know. Maybe three, four? A handful, yeah. So we, lived, we had this place up in northern Ontario. Every night we'd go lay on our backs and look up at the plethora, the galaxies, the Milky Way. Mm -hmm. And every night, about every probably six minutes we'd see what my dad called a satellite. It looked like a star 
whizzing across. And I just took it at that. I went, oh, they're satellites. But then you go online now, and most satellites are no more than 20 to 70 feet wide. So why is it on a starry, dark night, I can barely see a jumbo jet going across at flight elevation, I, but I can see exactly a, a, a satellite the size of a, a school bus the whipping. ISS, like supposedly you could see the I, How the hell are yeah. we seeing that? Well, right? first of it's all, that's, so that's the reflection of the sun or a reflection of stars. That's what they say. And, I, and, I subs- and so yeah. that, that's why. But also, if we're going to start talking about how the properties of light behave under certain conditions, I don't think that's anything any of us are qualified for. <laughs> well, what about and, this? And I would say this also. Remember that you are also living in a time when there are so many lights around you at night. One of the reasons birds have real problems with migration and sleep is because of that. So you don't see the stars anymore. When I was in Wadi Rum. You do when you're that. in a place with no ambient city lights. Trust yes, me. Yes, because in Jordan, when you go to Wadi Rum, which is this incredible place where they shot the Martian, you'll see stars that'll blow your mind. Yeah. Now, was I there at night? I was not, but I heard yeah. about it. The point is that when you're outside of a city, you see stars and you go, oh, fuck, I forgot what the, star, what the, what the night sky looks like. So why was it when I was a kid in the 60s, I saw the same amount of satellites whizzing by that I'll see on any given night ah, now? That's Who a knows? great Back point. then. There should be thousands, right. supposedly. And right. how do I see something the size of, you know, the size of a Volkswagen it doesn't, that far it, out. It doesn't it's something. That question doesn't matter because there gotta, are satellites out there. I gotta there share are satellites, but something. Well, <laughs> I, I got to share with you an interesting Yeah, here story. we go. Here we go, Bri. Uh, this Lyft driver came and picked me up from the strip, and we were driving home, and I just started chit-chatting with him. And I said, oh, so what do you do outside of this? And he goes, uh, I'm a meteorologist. Oh, and I go. Vegetarians hate meteorologists, go, by the way. I go, don't you find it funny that you've never that seen time. you've never seen a meteor in your life? And he I'm looking at him in the rearview mirror and he's just like what you're saying, the program he's like he's like, that is funny. You're right. I'm like, you see shooting stars off in the distance, but if there were meteors would be hitting homes, they'd be hitting even the field, and we'd all be going out there. They do sometimes they do sometimes. So in Russia it did in about I look I like think, a missile. I know which one you're talking about. Well, but they, but we have a lot of examples of meteors. But they're all when, really old. Well, Sometimes they, they find meteor, little ones. Yeah, when it comes to the, the Earth's atmosphere, it burns up. That's why spaceships, when they enter, do the same thing. So, uh, what when when uh, so? But sometimes it doesn't burn all the way. And if you talk to paleontologists and geologists, they'll talk about meteors and when meteors hit. Just what for our, sorry if I hate to interrupt, for our yeah. audience, because I know what it is, but if you could just tell them what a paleontologist is, I know what it is, but the, the, them watching probably don't. Uh, a paleontologist, I believe, is somebody who studies uh, the um, uh, dinosaurs, Okay, you know, I yeah, think. Yeah, right? I, I know. Right just tell them, not me. I paleontologist know. And, uh, and I think studies different eras when, like geologists study different eras, so they'll look at like sort of, like the different kinds of layers of rock and what that the strata. says. Yeah. Look at the what that says about what happened Got there it. at that and time. And that's for them, not for me. What is that thing where they looked at uh, how most of the most of the dinosaurs are found below the 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 surface of the rock that, you know, kind I'm of still, solidified and they were when when, when 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 the when I guess a meteor they think hit and a lot of the earth's the surface of the earth 
uh, became lava. Oh, the meteor that hit in the Gulf of Mexico. Something What's that like called? That. Yeah, and that's oh, the yeah. one that they claim led Let's to. Let's look up paleontologists. Well, you ju- I think you just told us what it was. Yeah, but now I. Because you knew, and I knew, but they don't. People watching don't. Hey, everybody, are you tired of sacrificing comfort for style when it comes to your activewear? Well, we've got a solution that's going to revolutionize your wardrobe. Let me introduce you to Bird Dogs, the ultimate shorts for the modern adventurer. Picture this, you're out on a hike, hitting the gym, or just lounging around. With Bird Dogs, you'll never have to compromise on comfort or functionality again. These shorts are designed to adapt to your active lifestyle while keeping you looking sharp. Bird Dog Stretch Khaki Shorts are designed to fit slimmer through the thigh and leg, giving you a truly sculpted look. Bird Dog Shorts do exact same things as Lululemon's, but they fit way better. They fit way better than regular shorts that are made of stiff, restricting cotton. And Bird Dogs fixed this issue by inventing cloud knit fabric that looks just like khaki, but stretches so you get a way slimmer fit without having to sacrifice movement. Bird Dogs uses anti-stink, sweat-wicking fabric that keeps you cool and dry all day long. But that's not all. Bird Dogs has an integral built inner liner, offering unparalleled support and eliminating the need for underwear. Say goodbye to uncomfortable chafing and hello to freedom. Need a place to stash your phone, your wallet, or your keys? Bird Dogs have got you covered there, too, with deep, secure pockets. You can keep your essentials close without worrying about them falling out during your adventures. And did I mention they're incredibly stylish? Bird Dogs come in a range of vibrant colors and patterns so you can express your personality while staying on top of your game. Whether you're hitting the trails, hitting the weights, or just hitting the couch, Bird Dogs will be your new favorite short. So why wait? Upgrade your activewear game today. And here's what you do, gang. Go to birddogs.com slash Harland or enter promo code Harland for a free Yeti style tumbler with your order. That's birddogs.com slash Harland or promo code Harland for a free Yeti style tumbler. You won't want to take your bird dogs off. We promise you. And now back to the show. So what, what were some of the other glitch moments that you had? Were there particular? I videos? almost hate to talk about the them. It says but, but, the history of life on Earth through the fossil record. So there it is. Yeah. So that would be dinosaurs. Somebody studies, you know, all that fossils. Yeah. Are the evidence of past life on the? Yeah, so okay. I don't know. You're so just more, more just fossils. Let's not just say dinosaurs, like but gloating, that era. Kind of gloating a little now. But. Sorry, buddy. Uh, but the, it was just, you know, and I, I hate to be the, oh, the reflection in the guy's thing. And then he's bouncing and he falls down and then it looks like a cable pulled him up. Right. There's all these things. But the problem is you don't know what's real anymore. That's you don't right. know if someone fabricated it or they, they altered the video. But I guess where it's weird for me, I've always just played by the rule book that they went to the moon. And I just find it odd that for the first time in my life, I'm having a, a little bit of doubt, which I don't know if I like or it's so let me a good you, thing. Let me give you a very recent example. I listened okay. to RFK Jr. on Rogan. Oh, wow. And he talks I love about... That he, 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 hey, everybody. Check out my merchandise at harbling.com. Yeah, most people just slap some letters or images on a t-shirt or a hoodie. But not me. Yours truly. Guess what? I draw my own designs at harbling.com. You can see tons of my hand-drawn t-shirts 
Uh, you can either buy the original or you can buy a print. And uh, man, oh man, wear them loud and proud. Um, I love making these designs for you guys and uh, keeping it personal. So check out the whole uh, catalog. We got hoodies, we got coffee mugs, we got uh, t-shirts, you name it. It's there at harbling.com. Get your uh, Harland original design, wearable art at harbling.com today. And uh, thank you for your support. And I'll just keep the, uh, the groovy images coming. I'm not saying that his intentions are not pure. You know that's rude, right? You're not supposed to sit like that. And you're a passionate man. He's trying to tell you to hurry up. You're getting me worked up, guy. All right, see what happens? You're sitting there what talking about KFC and I get thirsty. You know what I do? Oh, I God. wear a condom. Here we, here we go. Are you cereal? Come on. When's the last time you wore a condom? What Be honest. I just died? 1988? Uh, I, 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 there are two things I'm allergic to. Rattlesnakes and condoms. What size? Are you a Magnum guy? I am a Magnum. I'm a Magnum PI guy, and when I say that, I trimmed a mustache, like a Tom Selleck mustache, right above my little friend. Yep. And when you go, when you when you have sex, you go. Did you just order broom service? Magnum brooms broom service. Sorry. Hello. Yeah. A million dollars? Call me when you're serious. Jesus, did you just make a Hollywood deal, bro? It's just how I start a deal. That's what happens, wow. man. He's yeah, that's how I start a deal. Yeah. <laughs> so let's talk about Dom, because I want to hear about this, this uh, the, uh, the, the, the trends. Uh, it works. Yeah, the, the, I, the hypnotist I, stuff. It's so annoying because it works, and he what? did it. And I went, he was like, why do you feel ashamed? And we went through this thing, and I was like, wait, my mom. Like, I didn't want to lose my connection to my mother. I had this crazy breakthrough. When? I know it sounds weird. Just now. Oh, with Dom? Yes. Yeah. My buddy's been telling me, over and over, you got to do it with him, but he, it's, it's, it's not cheap. And I was like, and he's like, you got to do it. So but what now, was the issue with your mother? What was going on with you and your mother that he had to heal? When you do this like weird subconscious stuff, you'll get these images and you'll get these answers, which are really interesting. And, you, and he's like, so what do you think the answer is? And it's like, wait a minute. Oh, fuck. You wait. Know? And it was clear as day. What's the question though? You have to listen to the podcast. I don't want to rehash. Oh, it's boring. Uh, I, can, oh. I can explain yeah, it ahead, without making it boring. So essentially. Yeah, thank you. The last three conversations we had, he was mentioning the shame for being, you said frail, right? Yeah, I guess frail. Like frail. I, my dad was big. So like I a thought, walrus? Yeah, like he's a walrus. My dad was big. <laughs> like a CIA walrus? Like a fat, blubbery, <laughs> kelp-eaten whore? He, he does eat kelp, but he's not a walrus, well, dude. Are you, taking what you're giving me, guy. Okay. All right, keep going. <laughs> well, Jeez. so he mentioned the Touchy. shame for being frail. And for me, you know, that's like, the alarm bells are going off like, oh, fuck, we got we to gotta do something about this. So we asked his subconscious mind, which is a very easy conversation to have. You close your eyes, you ask questions, the answers come to you and go with it. And we asked if it was okay for him to move past the, the shame for being frail. And his mind said, no, I actually want to hold on to the shame for being frail because that's how I stay connected to my mom. How Whoa. weird is that, dude? Isn't that wild? Well, I can't believe I said that out loud. <laughs> yeah. But and here's what you That doesn't make me. any sense to me, but it's true. I've never I've never perceived you as frail though. I yeah, don't know, I know, but I do. And you because do? of the yeah. war, the the war. Well, cuz my childhood was chaos and it was yeah, I was so out of control. Well, it's got to be hard being a baby walrus. <laughs> well, well, Maybe walrus with a giant penis. Like right? that that assumes that I shave my tusks down. And that is as racist as you can get. Well especially well, since well, I do shave my tusks down. My well, teeth grow so fast, it's so annoying. In the 90s. Uh, 
So you thought you were frail on in all seriousness. I swear to God. But you're like a fighter. You're like you're just, fact, I'm a bitch. I wasn't going to say it. <laughs> oh my God, you agree? Well, holy shit, dude! You lead me into some elaborate traps. That's where. That's how I party, biatch. <laughs> you just called me a bitch again. No, I think I said biatch. Yeah, but you know what that means. That means like bitch yeah. pie. That's right in French. I had no idea you're that fluent. Now, Dom, you should do a. You, you're not open to it though. Well, what what's the process? See, now you're nervous. No, I'm not nervous. You just got nervous. No, I'm not. I'm not nervous. But what what is the procedure? What what are you trying to find out? Yeah. So essentially, what we do is we pick something that's a reoccurring pattern, right? Okay. Something, and typically, it'll come out in our language as we're talking to people, right? Like again, he had a couple of those conversations. He said reoccurring patterns. Yeah. I drink the. I wonder what that is. What are you holding a baby well, walrus? What are you doing? I'm not. He's man. holding his cock. I've never oh, been held. Oh. I've never been. That's how he holds his nuts. You're not allowed to call me a walrus anymore. Well, dude. your dad was a chubster. You don't know that he was, you dude. Said he was huge. He's got some weight on him, yeah. Yeah, but not got, always. Well, he's, when you see a full grown man with scallop grease dripping from his fangs, he's a walrus. He doesn't eat Flubbery. that many. And he, walruses don't have fangs. You're fucking. You're. I'm just zoology is so off, dude. Well, as a paleontologist, I can tell you that walruses, and I've studied the fossil record, they never had fangs. Well, maybe you should call Sarah paleontologist. Hello, two million dollars. We're getting closer. Call me when you're fucking serious. Nice. By the way, this cell phone has zero cobalt oh, in it, God. so there's no slave labor. Oh God. Okay, so keep going. Yeah, so we just essentially find out whatever that pattern is, and then we go into your subconscious mind and figure out. How quickly do you do this? It's fast. It's so is there anything minutes. that's coming off of me that you're feeling? That's no, uh, we haven't had enough of a conversation to know, but what's the first thing that comes to your mind? Space was fake. Space Moon. is fake. Uh-huh. Moon was fake. He's not yeah. going to see. He's afraid to open no, up. No, what do I need? Tell me what I need to open up about. So uh, something emotional, something... It doesn't even have to be heavy trauma emotional. It, it, oh, I think know. About Ask a, him why he's never been married. There you go. That could be one. Well, well, here's the problem. Wait, real? isn't this a comedy podcast? Here's the problem. I was married. <laughs> Shit. Uh, yeah, so that doesn't work. Uh, nice try there, fuck. Gomez. What's what's common for people is they believe I don't deserve love. I don't deserve happiness. I don't deserve success. I'm not good enough. You know, you know all these kinds of things. I'm not saying that you do. I'm just saying that these are the most common. I've always felt the, I've I always like swing for the fences. My whole life yeah, is yeah. like, I deserve it all. I'm going oh, for yeah. it all. Yeah, you know? yeah good. Yeah. No, I, my, I started real early. I went, you only come through once. Yeah. I'm going for all of it. So yeah. I don't know if I have those. No, you might not even have, yeah, not I've, everybody. Everyone has a hang-up. I just don't yeah, know what mine is. Maybe you common. can see. You're perceptive. Look at me and tell me what's wrong with me. I think that you're um, you're you're one of the best comics, and I, don't th- I think it comes from being what you are. So, you know, sometimes your misfitry, whatever that is in, in us, is where the, the humor comes from. So I don't know that I would say anything to you. You're perfect. something guy. No, perfect. no. You never had kids. No. Interesting. Oh, now we're is that it? it? Kids? Now I always wanted a kid. It. I think. Huh? Is this it? A yeah, I think this you might found be. it. it you be. dirty paleontologist <laughs> whore. See that? He's well, a I digger. The fossil He's record. a digger. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I dig. So, so now what? I'll, I'll be honest. If we go deep into that, it's gonna bore the hell out of your listeners. Okay. It'll, it'll be a thirty-minute. Oh To really go. I only have three. His was more on the surface because we talked multiple times and. He was just talking about it. So through our couple hours weird. of conversation, it was right there. Did but. you have a tumultuous like relationship with your mom? 
Or was it? Were you close? Um, well, well, no, I, I, I'm close, but it was always. Um, uh, my mom was very neurotic. You know, how in a, in a way. Like nervous. You could find death in anything. You could find a way for you to die in any situation whatsoever. Oh, we can't go to the mall. We're going to get afraid, killed. Always afraid. Uh, oh, always, God. always telling you to be careful. And I am that way, probably. I am probably so much more like my mother. Wow. And I've been trying to be like my father my whole life. But my default is my mother. Now, if you look at strength in only one way, like your father, you're fucking doing my dad again. I can see what you're well, you doing. You said you want to be like your father. No, and the w- his walrus. tusks are bigger than that. His tusks are a lot. Damn Sorry, it. I didn't you're mean You're twisting to me up right now. Sorry, guy. You're twisted up like a you, dirty umbilical be, cord rolling down the 405. You'd on be the a worst therapy night. therapist. Maybe not. Throw something at me. You'd Let's be the see. worst therapist. You throw literally. Throw something at me. Let I me can't, help. I can't even open up to you. Let me help. Throw something. All right, fine. What do you got? My childhood was chaotic, and I need to come to terms with understanding that I have to be in one place and stay there. Okay. Okay. So what you need to do is find a way to center every day. Yeah. You have to meditate. Okay. So far, so good. You have to look inward and be reflective and find out. Being a little general right now. It's making me a little mad, but keep going. Well, you interrupt. Maybe uh, we should be focusing on you uh, not being able to be polite. He's a great therapist. What are you talking about? Sorry. Well, I am perfect. <laughs> exactly. Keep going. But, uh, you know, maybe a little self-reflection and uh, stand at the edge of a lake and look down at your own reflection and cast a little stone and let the ripples and see that the ripples represent the different layers of the strata of your life and bend down and try to touch your face. And when you bend down, Jason Voorhees from Friday the 13th <laughs> jumps up and rips your throat open and you're all done. Fuck, dude. More trauma. And that was free. That was free. <laughs> you know, like, that doesn't make me feel good right now about my throat. How about this? Fucking scary. Scariest movie of all time. Thanks. Go. What was yours? Oh, um, uh, um, the, uh, the Innocence. What was that one? It's an old British movie about a, a, a rich guy who has to leave. He has a giant mansion out in the British in the English countryside, and he has a daughter and a son, and they're very proper. They went to boarding school and everything. So this British nanny has to go and take care of them, and in the house is the devil and all this weird stuff. There's one horrifying scene where the girl's singing down by the lake, and she goes, who are you singing to? And she just looks over, and her dead mother's just standing in the bulrushes, like stare. Like it's it's imagery. I love imagery, like so the her ring. mother says that to her. No, the the uh, the, the nanny says it. Who are you singing to, oh, little Jesus. girl? And she just looks over, and the mother's just standing there in the bulrushes, oh, like my God. It's an imagery scare. Like the ring. Did you see the movie? Was, the ring. That was the one I was gonna. That was I my scary that. one. Yeah. That, Do you want to hear my one of the scarier stories about my son when he was little? Oh, here we go. This is so scary. Yeah. Uh, he goes, um, <laughs> by the way, just before your dad's favorite movie, I'm just guessing the onion ring. Nope. My, my, my son had all these stuffed animals on his bed. Oh, he's a little, little bit boy, little, little boy. Yeah. And he said, daddy, I don't want um, any of those. I don't want any stuffed animals on my bed anymore. And I said, why? And he goes, well, they bite me at night. And I go, I don't see any bite marks. And he goes, they don't bite me on the outside. They bite me on the inside. Whoa. And I went, oh, that's scary. 
So then I say that to my, I tell my wife at the time. And then she went in a couple of days later and he was talking and she comes in. She goes, hi. And he goes, there's my other mommy. And he goes, where's the mommy you were talking to? And he goes, in the closet. Come on, your boy she, did this? Yes. And she comes in and goes, you got to go check the closet right fucking now. We're getting rid of all those stuffed animals. Fuck, I'd, I'd put Teddy Ruxpin out on the lawn, start up the John Deere lawnmower, and turn that guy into coleslaw. <laughs> it was kind of scary, dude. Dude, is your son possessed? Uh, yes, he is. Speaking of possession, there we go. I've accidentally exercised somebody before, and I actually have what proof you? of it. <laughs> no. She said, you know, when I was younger, I used to play with the Ouija board and this, oh, that, and the other. God. So that was our first session. Well, our next session, she hops on and she goes, Dom, I'm a mess. I haven't been able to sleep for the past two weeks. I've been doing cocaine all night with my boyfriend. What? I've been drinking and I'm seeing spirits in my room. Whoa. It's like, okay, let's, let's release it, right? You're By the way, I did the Ouija board. Well, you're looking for that. I did the Ouija board as a kid, and I had severe dyslexia. And by the time I got done, a whole bunch of ghosts came through the wall wearing hockey helmets. It was unbelievable. <laughs> okay, I don't know. Well, Why were they wearing hockey helmets if they were ghosts? Well, they because I, I couldn't spell, and I think oh. they were sort of tardy. So you were dyslexic? Yeah. Again, we'll show the camera as well. And not for the sake of the story or the joke, yeah. but for real, I was dyslexic. You believe in God, right? Yeah. And the devil has to exist as well. There you I go. Like that. I like there that. you go. I like that. I like that. I'm not saying, I'm not saying, yeah, I, I, I'll tell you this. Okay. This is kind of weird. Tell when you us. talk about genetic memory and shit, uh -huh. which I'm always skeptical about, but okay. now I just remembered something. You got me remembering a lot of shit. I know. So, so, uh, like I will say he's fucking really good. Like when he talks about the spirit stuff, it's different, but like, that's a, that's a thing he has, but when the guy has you doing it, it's like, it's, it's real. But business. when you're yeah. under, are you aware of what he's yeah, bringing yeah, out of you? Yeah, or yeah. is it afterwards? No, you're not being hypnotized the way you think. It's just that you, like, Rude. you are being asked, you ask yourself questions that you never asked. That's what I think is interesting. Okay. But my mom, so check this out. I wake up. Oh, he's had this recurring nightmare. Oh. Recurring nightmare. Night terrors. You know what oh. it was? It's so fucking weird. This was a nightmare I had, a recurring nightmare. Yeah. Me... On a trapeze, and and my mother was dressed like a witch, chasing me on the trapeze, screaming. And I would swear, and I couldn't stop swearing like Tourette's. And the more I would swear, the more she would get angry and chase me. I'd be like, fuck you! And she'd be swinging. And I'd be like, no! She was wearing a hat, and, and I was like, keep going! I'd like, oh, grab it, I'd go, kiss my ass! And I'd go flying, fuck, fuck, fuck pussy! I'd scream things. And then and I'd were the finally, other people? I would miss, I would miss, oh, God. and I'd go falling in the net. And as I was falling, she would, she would just let go, and her nails, she had nails this long, and they would get into my body, and she'd just oh. go, rah, rah, and instead of tickling me, she'd be tickling me, but into my, the flesh, and I'd, I'd wake up like, <laughs> like that, right? So I finally tell my mom. My mom's face goes white. My mom goes, tell me this, tell me this again. I say, you're dressed like a witch on a trapeze. I'm swearing you, I can't stop, and it makes you more and more mad until you finally grab me in midair. She goes, I had the exact same nightmare, and I was so careful never to tell you that. Wow. I was so careful never to tell you that story 
because I didn't want you to have the same nightmare. Mm-hmm. That it made no sense. And my mother memory. is not superstitious. She will always try to debunk things, and she just couldn't believe it. Do you get the feeling maybe you just sat a little too close to the stage to Cirque du Soleil? That might be it, because I used to be in Cirque du Soleil, which is how I set myself through college. In, no way. In, yeah. You in, launched in yourself right through the window? In 2005. I believe I'm it. 30. <laughs> Cirque du Soleil right through the college. It's pronounced Boom. Cirque du Soleil. Do you know what Cirque du Soleil means? Circus of the Sun. Damn right, buddy. Mm. But you're French. Canadian. Yeah. Cirque You had to take French, right? Where in Canada are you from? Cirque du Soleil. That's how you, the true French. Say it? How do you say it? Cirque du Soleil. You got to take Cirque du Soleil. It's almost yeah. like you lose, you drop a few when letters. You got, when you got marbles in your mouth. Well, I was dyslexic, so uh, I so hope my read. retarded so ghosts not, come to your room tonight. Can you not read? You still have that. I cannot read. So you have to listen to books. Yeah. I read Braille books a lot. Yeah. And that was going really well until I was at this, uh, I was at a pizza party recently, and these teenagers had all these zits, and I started touching their faces, and uh, holy God, I think I read the first three chapters of Stephen King's The Shining on one of these zits. Not laughing. This turn. has been a productive podcast. I feel like we're really getting to the bottom of things. I think I think you're right. I really appreciated your angle on the lunar landing. You really illuminated me because I was I'm starting to I feel like I'm starting to slip a little bit. Like yeah. and then you came in with the well, all about you're, you're a bit of a yeah. conspiracy theorist, aren't you? Uh, yeah, I mean, you know, I used to be in the camp of spirits don't exist, God don't Why? exist. I, you know, I just was. When I first met my fiance, she would tell me, oh, I used to see ghosts when I was a kid and this and that. And I'm Whoa. like, shut the hell up. And then Whoa. when stuff started happening to me, I was like, okay, she wasn't lying. And look, I don't drink. I don't smoke. I don't do drugs. So it has nothing to do with any uh. extracurricular things. It's, uh, you know, it's just what it is. And uh, like you said, when I mentioned, the reason I believe in God, I didn't tell you this, is because I've had experiences like this and even other experiences where... You dance with the devil a few times, and then you realize, all right, if this is real, then this has to be real. You know yeah. what I mean? Well, people don't realize there's no downside to believing in God. There isn't, yeah. Right? If you believe in God, then... Well, some people would say so. Because what would. happens is they'll say you'll make decisions based on wishful thinking, and instead of being cold, hard, and calculated about the reality of the situation. So people are like, sometimes you have to realize that it doesn't all work out and just because you go to church doesn't mean but then not religious people would say don't treat god like a genie don't treat god like a piggy bank or a vending machine either you don't you're not a good person because god's going to grant you favor right that's the that's the that's the sort of motto of the book of job you know the book of job is like all his friends like how renounce god you've been so good and he's doing all this shit to you and he was like no i'm not going to do that until job realized that it was about being well to say joe not the hebrew uh there's no b on joe yeah it's a charlie to or you know john yeah you don't look i was dyslexic guy if if you're taking a shot at me are you taking a shot at me i always pronounce the h in john you want to do some Ouija later or anything? No way. Let's I'm not, do it. I'm not opening a portal to hell. Dude. I'm not opening a portal to hell, dude. 
Well, I'm not saying you need all that fanfare around God. I'm saying just to believe in a God, whatever may come with it in I, your mind. A fixed you can, truth, right? A fixed whatever truth. it is. It yeah. can just be the word God and what you perceive it to be. You don't have to have any religion or this or spiritual. Yeah. It can just be whatever you want it to be. That's what I'm saying. It's free. You know, yeah. there's no downside or to right or wrong or yeah. you're wrong in this. Per- yeah, I agree. Well, I, I get very nervous that people in power... I worry about how the people in power will behave when they truly believe nobody is watching them. Ooh, and, and elaborate look, on that. Well, I like that. if you look at the, the great horrors of history, yes, uh, many have been killed in the name of God, my God versus your God. But, but listen, the 20th century was a time when uh, people replaced the notion of a Christian God with, uh, with a man-made God, i.e. ideologies like fascism and communism, etc. So I think... Uh, the people, the rulers, like Pol Pot and like, uh, like Stalin, like Hitler, the, what they were willing to do because they believed nobody was watching, they believed they were God. They believed they could perfect humanity. They believed they could perfect society and create utopia, i.e. heaven on earth. You better be very careful of people like that because they believe in purity. And if you believe in purity, then what that means is you want to get rid of the impurities. And a lot of times you replace impurities with those people over there. And mm. that justifies killing, oh, I don't know, 80 million people to make the world a better place tomorrow. Beware, sh- beware, beware. You could share the podcast with the others. With sorry, the buddy. Sorry about <laughs> that. I just like to <laughs> preach sometimes. Well, Hold on. Hitler was How obsessed much? with the occult. Well, you're $80 million. What in we the name of Sebastian Cabot? Did 20 short. Did it. They were 20 short, but I'm, you know I'm feeling generous because well, I'm going to give the rest to charity. What happened? What I'd like to do now, and you can do it too, Dom. We, yeah. I didn't realize we we're going to have two guests today, but this has been great. Yeah, We do it. this thing, and Brian knows, because this is your second time here, Wild Tiger. Yeah, man. Yeah, it's been wild. And my nickname in the fight circles was Wild Tiger. Was it really? Yeah. No way. Yeah, I shouldn't go about that. Wild I, Tiger. You know, I fought on barges because it was international waters, as you know, and that we could fight to the death. Did you ever fight Barge Simpson? I didn't, but I study a martial art that's been illegal in pretty much every country in the world. What's it called? Dairy <clears> Queen? <throat> huh? Dairy Queen? I, I don't appreciate, you know, when I'm talking about my, my death touch. Uh, I, it's, it's, there's well, nothing queen I don't know about if it. throwing a peanut buster parfait at an opponent is death touch. It's yeah, sort of like a dairy, yeah, frozen dairy treat. When was the last time you went to Dairy Queen? Last week. Anyway, what are you bringing up? Well, I'm, I'd like to fin- answer the question. I Sorry. went last week, okay. and I had a dilly bar, strawberry di- <laughs> That explains your skin. <laughs> Speaking well, of Braille. Maybe your dad's a fat him. walrus. Hey, man. Well, I'll, you want to dish it out, All daddy right. will dish it back. <laughs> okay. Now, this is called Words from a Wooden Shoe. Oh, cool. And it's an official Dutch clog. And, and inside, there's words. And you reach in. And we'll do Bri Bri first, or Wild Tiger first. You see if the word elicits a memory or a story uh, from your life, from your past. Yeah. Get in there, bud. What's your word? It's funny if there was just a bunch of hornets in there and I got the shit stung out of me. Come on, guy. I would never party on... Just a small eyelash viper. Don't know what that means, but... Type of viper. Well, maybe save it for your funny little bars. Come on, dude. Well, no one talks. A bad pet. Oh, here we go. Here we glow. A bad pet. Talk to me, Thunderbolt. True story? Yeah. I had a, I had a parrot named <sighs> Jezebel. She was a scarlet macaw. 
What? She was actually a calico macaw. Whoa. Bought her. Um, and uh, one thing about macaws is no one should have them because they're as intelligent as any pet, probably as smart as dolphins and chimpanzees. What? Uh, and I was not prepared. She also bonded to me and hated women and pretty much jealous, anybody huh? else who fucked with her. Yeah. So gay. So she would, uh, she would sometimes just run at a woman who came over. Run? And, run, and gave run a couple of the women in my life uh, real bites, bad bites. Like with a beak? Oh, dude. Is it a huge beak? They will bite your, they can rip your body apart. Wow. They are dinosaurs. How big is the beak? ones? Big enough, big, like this, like a, like a trailer hitch. And those things can wow. bite you. I've seen hawk up close because I went hunting with hawks. Sure. I went and they grabbed squirrels. The they can rip They can rip that. shit up. They can rip your whole body apart. This an, eagle, an eagle could tear into your stomach so quickly and easily you wouldn't believe it. Pull your face off. That's how they, it's, Nobody realizes what they can do. Their talons grab you and they can just go and pull. It's an a, eagle. It's a, it's a knife. It's a fucking but knife. But what about the parrot? Same fucking thing. Parrots can take a table like this apart. They can break. They just go. They have a lever. They just go. And they can break the most expensive wow. furniture off. Oh, you have no wow. idea what a macaw can do. They can. They can. They can fucking. Buy, they can ruin all your furniture. Did it attack in an you? Afternoon. In an afternoon. Did it attack you? Never. She loved me. But man, it was a liability. <laughs> what? And then. What happened to I got it? another macaw to keep her, him, her company called Monkey. Monkey was amazing. He was a blue and gold. And I loved those birds. The problem was, I realized very quickly that these are birds that should be kept by a professional, not a jerk off. <laughs> yeah. And I had two dogs. My two dogs, Pitbull and Working Line German Shepherd, used to fight. They were females. And they would get in fights sometimes that would last 20 minutes. Oh, and I would spend uh, at least $4,000 at the vet. And they'd both come back looking like a baseball, like Travis Bickle in a baseball. They looked, yeah. they had, they were all scarred up. They had to be shaved, wearing cones. Fucking nightmare. Wow. Pitbulls, but you said? My Pitbull and my German Shepherd looked at those two macaws that were in my kitchen like they were gods. They were got, they would, I would put their food down, and one day I just heard, Wah! like that. Whoa. And my dogs were trembling in the corner because the parrots had come down and decided they were going to eat first. And they would have their fill of my dog's foods. And I'd have a working line German Shepherd and my pit bull piggy trembling in the over fucking corner over these gods because I would feed them nuts and eggs and all kinds of stuff. They're the most messy eater of all time. So all that shit would fall on the ground and my dogs would live on nuts, <laughs> eggs, whatever the fuck I fed those parrots. And they'll eat everything a human will. Wait, what's a working line German Shepherd? Yeah, what is Glad that? you asked. So uh, there's German Shepherds that the AKC bred for show, for their confirmation, meaning their body type. They're slope-backed. They got, their, their hindquarters are lower than their front quarters. It's oh. bullshit. I'm talking about a straight back dog. I'm talking about a dog from Czech lines, German lines, where they are bred for one thing and one thing only, either police sport, Schutzhund, or patrol work. You're talking about an athlete. You're talking about a, a dog, Nazi dog. Bro, That's I'm talking about a dog like. bred for its prey drive and its fight drive. Whoa. A dog that can discriminate between men and women, that can discriminate, that can avoid somebody hitting it with a baseball bat, pull back and come right in. And yet I'm a stupid a parrot could dog. kick its ass. That's right. That's right. My dog, Stella. I named my daughter after that dog. Okay. But I gave those birds away to a woman who used to come into that bird shop all the time, 
And she used to, uh, she couldn't afford birds. So she would work in the shop for free. And all oh. she wanted was birds. Those wow. birds were expensive. I gave them both to her. And she wow. moved to Arizona and lived there happily ever after. What so happened to the feeling. birds? Uh, I slew them. I stuffed them. And I, I ate them in front of a vegan. I'm kidding. I gave them to that woman. And they're still alive because they live about 100 years. Don't wow. get them a call. Wow. Don't get them a call. Wow. Don't get an African gray. They're Excellent. too smart. Excellent uh, story, long, really long <laughs> story, but excellent. I, I mean, what? All right. No, just really great and really probably one of the longest Nazi dog and the sexist bird. Yeah, I go yeah. crazy. I go crazy. You're Nazi up, dog. dog. Don't Nazi look. Dogs. Don't look. Here sexist we go. birds. Dom, <laughs> words from a wooden shoe. I'd like to have arms like Dom. Dom's got big yeah, fucking arms. You will. You Do you will. move a lot of weight? Eating. He's a purple belt in jiu-jitsu. Honestly, no, yes. I don't. I don't. I don't lift too heavy. I lift light. I, my shoulders are strapped. My knee, everything. But you're allowed to handle on a mat. Yeah. How yeah, do yeah. you do? You you've I'm held your own against black belts. Oh yeah, I've yeah. tapped plenty of black belts. You've yeah. tapped plenty of black belts since I was white belt. Yeah. Yeah, big boy. Yeah, yeah, big. Uh, bleeding. So when I was Here we go. maybe five years old. I was at my grandmother's house. Oh, uh, let me back guess. You had your first period? <laughs> hey, you're interrupting a story. Sorry, sorry. His I learned story. that from Fuck. you. Well, <laughs> forgot that he identifies as a woman when he does your podcast. Yeah, Keep that's going. true. I was jumping back and forth. There was two beds that my aunts used to sleep on. I'm half Mexican, so my aunts are like five years older than me, right? We're basically cousins. <laughs> I didn't know you were half Mexican. Yeah, Mexican and Bro, Italian. I love it. My, I told you my mom had me when she was 15. That should have been a clear Fuck. freaking <laughs> sign right there. That's beautiful. So I'm jumping back and forth, and I have this thing that every time I'm doing something, I'm concentrating. I oh, Like Michael Jordan, I always stick my damn tongue out. I still do oh, it to yeah. this day. So I'm jumping back and forth, and I'm jumping across the bed, and... Boom, I land on my aunt's head like this. Damn, bro. Just take a bite out of my tongue. I go, I, I'm in shock. I go to the bathroom, and my tongue is just hanging like this, by the just barely by the <sighs> skin on the bottom. It's just bleeding. And I just remember crying and then waking up in an ambulance. I blacked out, yeah. Oh, God. It's pretty brutal. You I used to have a lot of those weird... Beat your tongue off. Yeah. yeah. So your tongue My tongue back. is huge, too. Look at that. Do you have it's a scar tongue. across it? You can kind of see it. It's like... And you can lick uh, your own yeah. nose. Yeah, um, yeah, you work with a regular size dick, though, huh? Poor guy. <laughs> I'm seven. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a it's stretch. Okay. He measures from his asshole. You know what I'm saying, bro? <laughs> Harlan, you're working with a fucking, what are you working with, a four or five inch nub, but you got a great personality? Do you like to watch him lick his nose for just a full minute? Not, no, 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 that's not my thing, but it's obviously something you can't take your eyes away from. Give it a shot. No, Give come us on. a quick. That's good. That's good. <laughs> The lady, my fiance, loves it. She loves it. So she's pregnant right now. So you, you were when you were when you were working out and playing hockey. You were a big kid. You got kind yeah. of a big frame. What'd yeah. you weigh? What did I weigh? Yeah, I probably the most I ever got was like two forty. Oh big, damn, that's big, big. from lifting weights and just being big or what? I used to I used to go to the gym playing hockey. Yeah, always yeah, that you, you can put it on. You're a defender. Yeah. No, I was a forward. Oh wow, love scoring goals. Two forty. Yeah. Wow, Loved it. You played a lot of hockey? My whole life. You're you still good. watch hockey? Uh, I don't watch it. It takes too much time, but yeah. I played my whole life, and then I hung it up about six years ago. I went on the racquetball court for the very first time, and I've never played hockey since. I yeah. just I play racquetball like three, four times Racket a week. Thing. Racquetball's, if uh, you live near me, I would play with you. Really? I love, well, I play a lot of tennis. and I. Oh, I love you should come and do it, buddy. Too far away, but well, I love it. That's what friends do. Yeah, I can take my chopper. You know, I make a lot of money now. You what do? I, yeah. A lot of money. I'm in the oil business. 
Sounds greasy. Well, I'm going to hit the theme music because we didn't hit it yet. Oh. I want to welcome you guys. Welcome to the Harland Highway Podcast. And we don't have time to do a whole show, but we did have a nice little chat to sort of set it all up. Uh, Brian, <laughs> God, I just swallowed a scallop. Brian, Callum, tell, buddy, buddy, tell them your social media. Tell when them. is this air? Doesn't matter. That's not your business. You come see me. You yeah. look, BrianCallum.com. I'm yeah. going to be at the in Springfield, Missouri. Um, the, the Blue 20, Dot. The 21st and the 22nd the blue of dot. July. Yep. Yeah, Have great. you done it? I was just there. Great. Yeah, good great. room. 21st, great. 22nd. Uh, and then I'll be in... Um, Ontario at the Ontario oh. Improv, the 29th, 28th, and 29th. Beautiful. And then I'm going to be in Cap Cities in Austin. Cap oh. Cities, Austin. Yeah. Come on, guys. I'll be there um, August 3rd, 4th, and 5th, and this is all natural. What is it? Those little bumps? Come on, bro. Be cool. I'm not 240. I told you I was ashamed of my frailty. Yeah, that's true. But I figured <laughs> out that it's all about not losing connection with my mom. I love that. That's it's a good of, way it's to It's kind end. of been a big say, day right? for me. And how can they reach you, Dom? You, you, yeah. Well, tell us about where they can Just learn more Dom about the you. Dom Hypnotist on everything. So you go to Instagram, dom.the.hypnotist, uh, YouTube, all the Good luck getting so. an appointment. Good yeah. luck getting in. Yeah. Really? Yeah, Brian's actually uh, speaking at my event oh, August dude. 19th. That's right. Uh, August 19th, oh. I'm doing uh, stand-up at his event. What? And I'm doing a Q&A. So he and I are doing that. So get, get your tickets. Oh, wow. Where do they get tickets? Uh, they just go to my Instagram. They can go to applydomthehypnotist.com slash event. They can also message me on Only Instagram. come if you like laughing for an hour straight. I'm doing yeah. all of Harlan Williams' material. Yeah, you should get into the audience's head and make them think he's the funniest guy <laughs> that do ever that. He doesn't need to you do that. You already are. You already are. Fuck. Of course. Of course. Sorry. All right. I got to get back to the sea. I mean, to the, my dad. Your Fuck. dad. Yeah. Guys, thank you for being here. What an honor. What Thanks a pleasure. What a treat. Fun. Bri, Bri. <laughs> Love you. What? Nothing. <laughs> weird down. at the end. Let's hit the theme music again. <laughs> Thanks, everybody. Until next time, Chicken Chow Mein. This is the Harlan Highway Podcast. Okay. Hey, it's comedian Adam Ray, and I'm inviting you to listen to my podcast about last night. Every Monday, I'm sitting down with some of the biggest names in the game. We've had on guests like Sandra Bullock, Melissa McCarthy, Bill Burr, Joel McHale, Jason Derulo, Adam Devine, Tiffany Haddish, Neil Patrick Harris, Tom Segura, Whitney Cummings, Scary Payton, Sean Kemp, Dana Carvey, The Head and the Heart, and more. So grab a burrito, put your kids in the garage, call up your stepdad, and enjoy the About Last Night podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.